0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Welcome to the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, for another challenging night for the San Jose Sharks as they face off against the Colorado Avalanche for, believe it or not, the final time in their regular season series. Drew, again, we're hard-pressed to understand that we're only to December 31, and yet this is the last time we will see this team for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and um, it's funny, it's, the two of them have come in uh, in times when the Sharks have had a very, very busy schedule and have not had a lot of practice time, have not been able to uh, uh, get the reps in that they want. And the Colorado Avalanche, when you're looking at some of the stats of the Colorado Avalanche, they're playing very, very well. A very fast team, a team that uh, uh, keeps winning, a team that has, uh, are carried by their top guys. This will be a huge test again for the Sharks. They just had a, a two tough ones against the Kings and then the Oilers, and now again against the Avalanche. It doesn't get much tougher than that in the Western Conference.
0: No, and the thing is, you have to take what little positives you got out of that game against the Edmonton Oilers in particular, and the practice yesterday, in order to bring into tonight's game. Because you look back at that Avalanche game most recently played, it wasn't a very good night. And they're no. going to need to be totally different. One thing that did happen in the third period against the Edmonton Oilers is we saw Jan Ruda and Henry Thrun getting out defensively against McDavid. And they did a pretty good job, Thrun in particular, on a couple of plays. That's good for the kids' confidence. And it was kind of interesting because I guess on the bench, McDavid was looking back saying, "Who is that guy number three?
1: <laughs> well, I was... I was... Fortunate enough to get down there and um, doing the TV side of it, and Henry and, and Jan do a good job of communicating with each other when they when they come back to the bench. Jan and Henry are always talking. Uh, the The fact that Henry is such a smart player helps because um, things get, as we all know, things get a little crazy down there. It's a little chaotic. So you gotta be able to sort things out quickly. You gotta be able to read the game quickly. So we're seeing from Henry, even though he's played, what, what, what I see? Sixteen, uh, NHL games, not very many, right? No. So uh, maybe it's more than that. I'll have to double check. Maybe sixteen this year. Yeah, maybe sixteen this year. Yeah, and. Um,
0: we're not looking at the stat sheet, folks.
1: No. Uh, when you look at the way that he is developing and the way he plays, the kid doesn't get rattled. He really doesn't. He doesn't seem like he suffers from a lack of confidence, which hits all players when they come to the NHL. He seems like he was when he came up last year early or late in the season. So when I when I look at Henry, you're seeing I think you know some of the, the game development and IQ development and hockey sense that makes you optimistic for his future as a San José.
0: This brings up a couple of interesting points that I want to go over. Number one, it's tough to develop at this level, oh. and Henry Thrun has pl- spent some time in the AHL, and he spent a little bit more time recently here yeah. in the NHL, playing with at least a really good defensive partner. Last game, Jan Ruda, somebody that has all that experience, and they can give that guidance that you're talking about every shift.
1: He was ready because he had played North American. ice, North American kid. Mm-hmm. He had. Uh, he's a little bit older. He is. Um, I think ready for the uh, the NHL grind more than Shakir, but, but I think you'd be hard pressed to not feel like, well, okay, there's there's a little there's some light, maybe quite a bit of light on the horizon when you're talking about Henry Thrun and Shakir, but it is it is invaluable to have Jan Ruda on the team. And Mark Everglasic, Mark Everglasic hasn't been playing, I know, but he's been in practice every day, and his demeanor's been absolutely outstanding. And Mario Ferraro. Mario is a guy that you can just watch through effort. You just watch him and look at his effort and his passion, and that will also be added to your NHL mind if you're a young defenseman on, okay, you got to play with that passion. You have to have that heart if you're going to be a good NHLer.
0: You also have to have a good balance with that because sometimes yes. it can bite you if you give it oh, a little too much.
1: Yeah, because you, know, you, you wanna want fix everything when you're that personality, And you can't worry about your own game and, and just lead by example.
0: Well, the Sharks are gonna to have to do that tonight, obviously, against the Colorado team that in the calendar year, by the way, 2023, Nathan McKinnon leads the National Hockey League in scoring way more than Connor McDavid. Well, not way more, about five points. Um, Believe it or not, Cale McCarr, even with all the games he's missed, is in the top four in defenseman yep. scoring. So that doesn't surprise anybody. What's the key to tonight?
1: Attitude. David Quinn and, I, and, and you and I just had a conversation with Brad Aitken, uh talking to David Quinn. He talked about hard work and attitude. So it's hard work, attitude. Our keys are going to be hard work, attitude, and one-on-one competition.
0: Well, related to that, this is another topic that I discussed with them on the Coach's Chalkboard Show tonight, which we'll hear later on. And that is, we always talk about swagger, about yeah. going out, puffing yeah. out your chest and yeah. looking like you're confident. To me, swagger is what you display to the world. But my question is, what's inside here, Yeah. To, underneath the swagger? What's the foundation to the swagger, using David Quinn's analogy of of a hurricane hitting your house. You're not going to work on the fourth floor first. Yep. You're going to work on the foundation. But what goes inside a player? Because in a game, you have what, ha- what we call the seeds of doubt that get started planted into a team when things happen. And right that you. causes a loss to occur.
1: You don't lose your confidence. You choose to give it away. So that goes back to the attitude. What do you, what do you bring to the game? What, what, how did you get here? How did you get to the NHL? Okay then that's how you play. If you are a goal scorer and your goals aren't going in, are you like, oh, well, I can't do anything right? No, you can find a way to make an impact and keep working on your base, on your foundation. If you're a, a checker, if you're a defenseman who blocks a lot of shots, Mario Ferraro, and all of a sudden a couple of shots go by you, you go, well, there's no use trying tonight, they're just going by me. No, you gotta keep getting in front of them, which takes a ton of courage. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop leaning on the crutch of, oh, I guess we're just not very good. Be better. Simple as that. It's up to you. Nobody else is going to make you better but you.
0: Reminds me of an old story, too. Joe Crozier, the old-time hockey guy, was coach of the Buffalo Sabres, Rochester Americans, a whole bunch of teams. Rick Dudley, uh, when he was a player, was noted for really rugged play. Very much so. In fact, the very first time he went to junior hockey, he was the worst player on the ice, he told me. And he said that he got into a fight with somebody and he won decisively. Yeah. He didn't use those words. <laughs> he won decisively. Well, one night he was playing for Joe Crozier and he scored a hat trick. Next morning, Joe Crozier invited him to breakfast and he had it on a newspaper. He was writing things down he said, uh, by the way, folks, a newspaper was a printed <laughs> thing that came out every day that told you what happened the night before. Sorry, for all of you internet people. Okay, boomer. <laughs> um, so, Joe Crozier writes, um, who are you? he was saying some of this conversation. He wrote down, he says, there's four kinds of players you need on a team. He wrote score, then he wrote checker, then he wrote ice cream man, then he wrote muscle man. And he said, are you a scorer? This is the night after he scored right. a Are you a scorer? He goes, nah, not really, cross it out. He goes, are you a checker? He goes, eh, nah, really, not really. He goes, you an ice cream man? And Rick said, Joe, what's an an ice cream cream man? man. He goes, you know, the guy that, he's a good humor man. He's he's the guy that like makes jokes in the locker room and is good to have around. He goes, you're not that guy. So then the only thing that was left was muscle man. And he he took the pen and he started putting a circle Circle. around it until the paper broke.
1: (laughs) Like you and I do sometimes. Yeah, And
0: and then he said, just because you scored a hat trick, don't forget who you are. <laughs> ah,
1: that's, that's great, that's great advice. Don't forget who you are. That's perfect advice, I like that.
0: <laughs> we have a lot of things to, to think about here for today, but I think that the main thing is the sharks just have to give consistency of effort and stick to the structure that they've been given. And when those seeds of doubt start to get planted into your brain, fight it off. And to use a quote from the movie Top Gun, say to yourself, I'm not leaving my wingman. To me, that's the story of today's game. And that's the story of the morning skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.